Hello, sacred soul. I am so grateful that you have decided to press play on this episode. You were in for such an incredible conversation. Before we get started, I do want to encourage you to be fully present with this conversation and maybe have a notebook and a pen nearby so you can jot down some notes. It's my intention that you walk away with something that you can take action on. So if you have some notes or you do find that you're taking action on something really inspired by what we talk about in this episode, I also encourage you to stay after the episode is finished for some details about Sacred Success Live, which will be opening up at the end of this month. And we will be starting officially for a six month container in September. So if you want the details, stay to the end of the episode and I will let you get into all of the juicy things we're going to talk about today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Energetics of Everything podcast. Today, we are discussing surrender, detachment, and navigating uncertainty. And we're going to talk about manifestation in the process because I like to think about manifestation often. So it comes up in conversation. Uncertainty is a very common experience in entrepreneurship. It's because we are always growing, we are always trying new things. And we're always navigating situations that we've never encountered before. There's a lot of firsts when it comes to entrepreneurship. If you're always stretching your comfort zone, you're always on the edge of something and there's a lot of uncertainty in these areas. And so it's what you do in the face of uncertainty that matters because uncertainty has such potential to pull you out of your power and make you feel like you're not capable of doing what you're doing in that moment. If you're always stretching your comfort zone, you're navigating uncertainty all of the time. And it's important to know what to do in those moments and the actions that you take when you're facing uncertainty really matter because they can be the difference between taking a small risk that in the moment feels very, very large, but ultimately leads you to something even better than where you presently are. It could mean letting go of something that you really love, but is just not quite everything that you were hoping for and everything that you need. And so you're letting go of something that's good in order to hold space for something even greater and something even better. The inspiration for this conversation came from navigating uncertainty in my own business. I was trying to break my pattern because My pattern in the face of uncertainty is to do more and do more and do more and assume that it's still not enough. I can still see that no matter how much I do, it's not enough to get from where I am to where I want to go or to turn the present situation into something that feels more comfortable. And so when I feel like I'm in this space of, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do, I overthink, I get in my head, and then it's hard for me to take action, but I have this pressure that says, I have to take action. There's something that I have to do. I don't want this opportunity to pass me by. And then I spiral with the intention of breaking that pattern and navigating the uncertainty that I was experiencing with confidence and calm. I did what I teach everyone that I work with to do. And I took some time. I removed that pressure. I talked myself through that and reminded myself that I am not under pressure. There is not a timeline. There is not anything specific that I have to be doing right now. I do have time to breathe. I do have time to figure this out. And regardless of what I'm feeling, 
I'm always given exactly what I need in the moment to navigate the situation and to get from where I am right now to where I want to go. My power is always available to me. I just need to calm myself down and remember where my power is and remember where my intuition is and just listen for it. But I can't hear it sometimes if I'm in this cloudy energy of emotionality. So I was moving my emotions and I was journaling and I was communicating with the universe because that's something that I do in my journals is I just talk to the universe. I talk to the source energy. I talk to God, if you wanted to call it that. I talk to source energy. I talk to the universe in my journals. And I was just in this co-creative process because I've built a relationship with the universe and healing this relationship and building this relationship with the universe has really required me to heal my relationship to masculine energy and my own expression of masculine and feminine energy. I've definitely healed my relationship to feminine energy as well. So all of the balance, all of the yin, all of the yang I've had to deal with in my own experience. So I'm in my journal and I am just talking to the universe and I am venting to the universe and just letting out all of the emotions that I have. For me, journaling is an incredible place for me to honor my emotions, put words to my emotions, decide what my emotions are, and that helps to move them through my physical body. That's one of the ways that I can process how I feel is by writing it out. And so I'm writing out how I feel. I'm writing out all of the things and I'm looking at, okay, what is this bringing up in me? What traumas, what patterns, what triggers, all of the things. What is this bringing up in me? What does this discomfort remind me of? When I was looking at what this discomfort reminded me of, of course, it was this relationship to the universe and this relationship to masculine energy in general and men in general that I've healed. And I know a lot of it is that I carry, like I've had one, (laughs) I married my first boyfriend. I don't have a lot of dating drama or relationship drama, but I do have my childhood experiences with men. And I have my previous lifetimes, of course. I also carry a lot of ancestral patterns that I've been able to work through and heal. So there's been a lot of healing of this masculine energy and I've been able to go really deep but there's a lot of distrust. Growing up, I saw my mother leave a marriage and take care of me and my seven siblings on her own as a single mother in a new state. We had just recently moved. (laughs) What was happening was one of the early conscious or very big, very impactful memories that I have of masculine and feminine energy is that when we get into a crisis, when we're navigating uncertainty, we're going to see where we're getting here. <laughs> when we're navigating really serious uncertainty, the masculine cannot be relied on and the feminine has to step in to take control of everything and then play both roles and be overloaded. This is the pattern that I've been carrying around in my body. This is the pattern that I've been carrying around in the deep roots of my subconscious mind. This is the pattern that comes up automatically when I'm in that trauma response, because in that trauma response, that uncertainty brings to us, my body responds without my brain because my brain is not there. I don't have access to my higher levels of awareness if my body is responding from a trauma response. Now, this may not be every entrepreneur's experience, but for me, the main uncertainty that caused that big trauma was money in my parents' relationship. And that was 
a major traumatic topic. Now that I run a team and now that I'm running a business and I'm doing everything on my own in my company and I'm forging my own path, I am balancing this space where sometimes my feminine gets into this fear or gets into this response where it doesn't feel like it can trust the masculine. For me in the relationship with my business, my business is the masculine. My source of income is the masculine. The universe that provides to me through my business is the masculine. And so when I get into a space where I feel uncertain, for me, the trigger was we had spent several months working towards a very specific launch and we thought it was going to go amazing. We had so much support behind it and absolutely everything um, was going according to plan. And I kept just getting all of the synchronicities and everything was saying, yes, 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 yes. And then we had zero enrollments and we've had to completely pivot. Of course, I'm so deeply grateful for the pivot, but the pivot couldn't happen until I released and recognized and tapped into this pattern at a deeper level. Of course, the launch went the way that it went for me to have this opportunity to heal this pattern. Here's another thing about trauma. When you have trauma, your threshold for a trauma response actually lowers. What I mean by this is if you're used to high levels of stress in a certain area, and so for me, this was financial stress all throughout my childhood and up until like two years ago, (laughs) up until two years ago, so 20-ish something years of my existence, financial stress has been a main cause of trauma response for me. It's been a very traumatic topic for me and a very triggering thing in general. So when it comes to money, I have a very low threshold for what's going to trigger my trauma response because I'm so used to it. If you're used to it, this is what long-term trauma does is it tells your body or it trains your body to expect a certain amount of trauma. You start to get really good at predicting when the trauma is going to happen. And so if your body is used to it, you look for the pre-signals. That's what conditioning is. You're anticipating a specific outcome because you're recognizing the patterns and you're recognizing the signs. You're like, oh, A plus B equals C. That's coming. That trauma is coming. That stress is coming. It's coming again. So you have to be ready for it. So my body gets very in this space where something very small can trigger that trauma response. I can be financially stable and I can be perfectly safe and perfectly able to pay my team and to continue to run the business that I have for a good while. I know that I'm safe, but because something big didn't go the way that I thought it was going to go, it caused my body to go into this trauma response where I freaked out and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do next. I'm a huge failure. I have no idea what to do. I need to overwork. So how can I overwork? How can I turn this around quickly? I was looking for what the next steps were as we do when we're navigating uncertainty. We're in the space of, I don't know what the next step is. I don't know what to do here. And we're searching for answers. So I found myself searching for answers. And I know that with my undefined head center, my responsibility when I'm experiencing that overthinking, thinking about things that don't actually matter is to surrender. I'm in a situation where I don't know where to go next. I don't know what the next step is. And for me, that brings out all of my undefined G-center shadows. So I've got all of my non-self themes are present and making themselves available to me to help guide me into a different direction and help me translate this into something different. So I'm experiencing this. I'm searching for answers. I'm searching for a sense of direction. I know that that is my sign 
to stop searching and to surrender and to allow those things to be made apparent to me as I take my steps. When I'm searching for answers, I'm in territory that's not my responsibility. When I am searching for a sense of direction and a sense of identity, I am searching for something that is not in my scope of practice. It's not my responsibility. This is where the surrender chart came in. I got this divine idea as soon as I say, okay, I'm letting go of the answers. I'm going to not search for this. I get inspiration because that's how it works. As soon as you let go of that non-self theme and say, I'm not going to get caught up in this, what you're looking for actually comes to you, which again, surrender, detachment, you make space for the things to come into your world. I'm not searching for answers. This idea of a surrender chart comes to my awareness. And so this surrender chart, I wanted to see everything that the universe is taking care of for me, everything that is not my responsibility, just to give myself some peace of mind and to give my body something to do, give myself space to breathe. I'm just drawing. I know my chart by memory. I wonder if I can draw it from memory in the exact opposite configuration. Of course I can, (laughs) because I've spent thousands of hours looking at this chart and understanding it and all of its nuances. So I'm drawing out this chart and it was just so beautiful to see that the universe has access to every single center. It has access to all of the themes. And so even if I get caught up in doing it my particular way, it doesn't have to look my way. When I looked at this surrender chart, what I saw was, I'm actually going to pull it up really quickly (laughs) so that I can look at it again. But when I looked at this surrender chart, what I saw was just how full it is and just how little I'm actually responsible for. I counted and I realized that I have so many repeating gates in my chart. I have 34 three times. I have 17 three times. I have 62 twice. I have 18 twice. I have so many repeating gates, 61 repeats twice. I have a lot of repetition. And so the number of actual gates and the number of actual things that I'm responsible for is actually smaller than somebody who has, probably somebody has different gates in absolutely every one of their planetary placements, but you can have up to 26. I was just looking at this chart and seeing that it's a single definition. All of the centers connect, all of the centers are defined and all of them connect in some way or multiple ways. There's multiple ways that the universe is able to take one thing and turn it into something else. This just showed me that I'm responsible for so little in the big picture. And it also shows me everything that's undefined is where you get to be surprised You get to experience the energy of surprise and disappointment. That is the non-self theme of the reflector and reflectors are in that energy of undefinition. We all have all of the types within us, whether it's specifically locked up in a specific gate or if it's your whole aura, we all have access to all of the type energy. We all have access to all of the authorities. We all have access to all of the traits. It's just going to show up differently. We're all here to surrender to certain things. We're all here to let go of certain patterns. We're all here to experience uncertainty. And so in your undefined energy, that's where you experience uncertainty. And that's where you have to learn to trust that the universe has your back and to trust that you are co-creating this with source energy and that you are looking out for your best interest and that the human experience is something that you can play with and that business and entrepreneurship is something that you're playing with. If you're playing with entrepreneurship, this is your partner in crime. 
me and the universe get to co-create in the space of business. And so my business gets to have access to the universe working through it with this surrender chart. And so I was just looking at, if this is my partner in crime, we can do absolutely anything. (laughs) We can do absolutely anything in life or business. But that means that I have to be in one role. I have to be doing my part. So this brings me back to the masculine and feminine balances. If I am seeing the universe as being the masculine energy and I'm seeing my business as being the masculine entity that it's bringing forth and supporting me through financial stability, it's creating financial stability with me. I'm going to show up and do my part to create financial stability, but I have to also give the universe a turn and I have to let the universe take the lead. (laughs) I see it as a game. I see it as this going back and forth. I'm going to make a move and you're going to make a move. I'm going to make a move and then I'm going to wait for the universe to respond. I'm going to give the universe something to respond and then they're going to respond. Then I'm going to respond and they're going to respond. And then if you want to go a step further, I also have the ability to offer invitations. I can create invitations and I can accept invitations. I can initiate something through informing. I can inform people and I can be informed. So I can respond and then the universe can respond. And the way that I respond or the way that I offer invitations or the way that I initiate or inform is going to be through my definition. Working with my definition tells me which of those strategies to use. Sometimes when we're in partnership, I'm also going to have to do things that are out of my definition. I have to tell stories sometimes, but I don't have the 1156 channel. So sometimes it's difficult for me to take ideas and see if they're enriching the conversation and see if they're benefiting the story at all or not but I have to surrender in that aspect. Sometimes we're going to have to go through that. And I am the portal for this to be expressed in human form. Sometimes my actions have to be on behalf of the universe. And sometimes the universe is relying on me to be the physical movement that is the universe expressing itself through me. Sometimes I have to take inspired action. That's what I'm saying. And sometimes that inspired action is going to require me to surrender to what's coming through me in that undefined energy, even though I'm uncertain of it, even though I'm uncertain of it. So when I'm telling a story and I'm uncertain of if this is going to be beneficial and a helpful detail or not, I have to surrender and trust that whatever is coming through me in that moment is potentially beneficial. It's potentially enriching. And I get to trust that if other people are bothered by it. If they're able to see, oh, that wasn't enriching, then they also are able to see what was enriching from it. And they're able to filter that through their own awareness. And I can be the channel for everything that is coming through me. So it's okay if I over talk sometimes. That's who I am. That's what my definition is. I'm still trying to get ideas across and still trying to tell you a story, but I'm going to use my definition to do it. And I'm going to have to surrender to it coming through in other ways as well. I hope that made sense. So this co-creative chart, this co-creative process, when you're surrendering, you can look at it as you're playing a game with the universe. I have to trust the universe to work through me. I have to trust that my business is going to provide for my needs and it's safe for me to do what I do, which is I can get lost in a creative project for a couple of hours. I can get lost in some graphic design. I can get lost in a book if I want to just be reading. I can take care of myself and do what I need to do. I don't need to compromise my health to step in and overwork. All of this (laughs) was pretty much the permission slip that I needed to take a break, to take a step away and trust that I'm going to figure it out. 
whether I figure it out through having a divine download or whether I figure it out through mentally processing it or emotionally processing it or doing something on my part. So whether I physically do it myself or if it is given to me in the shape of another person giving me the idea, another person sharing the insight, another person guiding me through that conversation, another person talking something out with me, I'm going to get what I need from the universe and I'm going to get the opportunity to do what I need to do. What I mean by this, I'm going to go a little bit deeper here. The opportunities can show up through people. Yes, sometimes they show up in divine downloads and the answers just make themselves apparent in my brain and I just get this insight and I just know. But sometimes and most of the time it happens through other people, but also in other people's presence, I'm able to talk it out and get the inspiration and get the download myself. If you've listened to the episode I did on inspiration and head center things, undefined centers, go check that out. That's what I'm referencing here a little bit. I'll give you the solid example, actually. (laughs) Changed my mind. I recognized it was confusing. In my head center, I have gate 61 and I have gate 64 defined. And then those are hanging gates. Nothing on the other side of my Ajna center connects to these or is defined. So if I am trying to solve a mystery, if I'm in my gate 61 and I'm trying to solve a mystery and I'm feeling like I'm going crazy and I'm really in that energy, I have to surrender to the idea to come through. I have to surrender to the universe to provide that 24 energy, the gate of the 24, which is invention. I'm going to be able to invent a new idea. I'm going to be able to, and this is great for entrepreneurship specifically. I'm going to be able to invent a new direction, invent a new approach, invent a new idea. So I'm going to get the idea that's going to excite my sacral center to do something in a new way through gate 24 when I surrender. I get to experience the mystery and I'm like, okay, I'm in the mystery. I don't have the answers. I'm in my gate 61 here and I am deciding that I am not crazy. I'm inspired. I'm open to being inspired. I'm open to letting myself be inspired. And so if I feel like I'm going crazy, I'm going to fanatically try and solve it. If I feel like, and I label it as I'm open to this being inspiration, I'm open to it being inspiration. And if it is inspiration, the inventive idea does come through as well. I'll understand it. I'll be able to process it through my definition, all of the things. These inventive ideas can come to me through other people. And other people are the universe in 3D form. Every single person is the universe expressed as source energy. I think we discussed that a little bit earlier. But if everyone is source energy expressed, then the universe can bring you that gate 24. My husband has gate 24. He's very inventive. I get ideas from my team. They share inventive ideas and they share insights that help me solve the mystery and give me the answer that I was looking for and give me that certainty and help me see what I need to do next. They're great at that. It can be a mentor that I'm working with. It could be an Instagram post that I see. It could be something that happens in a fantasy novel. And that's happened to me before. If I am doing my part, which is in my gate 61, I am going to be open to inspiration. I'm going to attune myself to the frequency of inspiration. If I'm feeling like I'm going crazy, I'm like, nope, I'm just really inspired. There's lots of ideas here and they're going to sort themselves out. I'm going to figure it out. Okay. I'm going to figure it out. And then I can let go of them and I can stop thinking about things that don't matter. Get out of that non-self theme at the head center. And then I'm able to surrender to the inventive ideas coming through. And this can happen through people. This happens primarily through people. Sometimes it's available in the cosmos and that's where I get this inspiration from. 
Sometimes it's just that I'm around certain people. I'm able to gain this inspiration from people. I'm able to see the new inventive idea and then I'm able to take action and do my thing. But this is where it's you go and then the universe goes. My action is if I don't know what to do next, my action is to attune myself. If I don't see the physical action that I can do, then I'm going to do something internally so that then I have something physical potentially to respond to. If I go, the universe goes next. My turn, I said, okay, I am going to move from the energy of psychosis into the energy of inspiration. I'm going to hold the frequency of inspiration. That's what I am attuning to here. Because of electromagnetic gates, you're probably going to meet my inspiration with this energy of inventive ideas. Give me something inventive. Give me something that I can work with. Give me the tangible solution to the mystery that I'm trying to solve. Solve it for me. Give me the answers. (laughs) So I get the answers when I make the move of moving from the energy of psychosis into the energy of inspiration. That's my move. That's what I'm going to do. If I don't know what to do next, I attune myself. Every single time I face uncertainty, I can look at the surrender chart and say, cool, this is what I have to work with. And of course I can change many things internally. I can take multiple turns inside and each one of those things is going to be responded to by the universe. In my turn, if I don't know what to do next, I attune myself. And then I surrender and I let go of all of the things that I can't do. And I wait for the universe to make its move. So this is the game of entrepreneurship. And I hope that my perspective was enlightening. And I hope that you are inspired and that this game that I play in my head with the universe makes sense to you because it was the exact reframe that I needed in the moment. And I hope that it can also inspire you as well. I learned some things along the way during this conversation. So I appreciate you for listening and holding space for me to process things out loud at a level that I hadn't quite gotten to internally and unconsciously yet. I appreciate you for listening and I will talk to you in the next episode. Hello, if you are still listening, it is because you want all of the juicy details about Sacred Success Live. So this program has gone through many transformations. We have expanded, we have shuffled, and we have perfected this learning experience. This program contains the Sacred Success Coaching Certification, which is my human design and gene keys program that has over 250 videos that I have recorded. It is the most in-depth library that is currently available out there in, in my experience with this level of application. And I've gone through a lot of content, so you can trust me on this. So if you're wanting to get certified in human design or the gene key system, or just learn how to self-coach yourself through the entire process and get access to all of the videos that you could possibly want or need about your own personal chart, this is an amazing container for you. So we have the sacred success coaching certification, and then this live aspect will bring you all sorts of incredible support to help you deepen and actually embody your design, help you trust that inner authority and really bring it into your life and your business. Because so many people that come into my world are in the entrepreneurial space. And so we may as well offer something that's going to support you in the kind of application that you're going to be doing with this and going to be focusing on. So in this container, some of the incredible things that we are adding, you will get um, a group where you can chat, you can connect, you can share breakthroughs, you can ask questions. We have a whole bunch of support coaches, which will be 
helping guide you through any questions. We have chart reading workshops, which will give you the ability to practice your skills and the ability to work through case studies and work through real life situations that you may be presented with if you are doing a reading or if you are coaching a client using human designer gene keys. We will also have contemplation calls, which will be an opportunity for you to get feedback on any specific situations that you're dealing with in your life or get some insight on how you can apply your design to your life and business. We're going all inclusive. We're here to help you with whatever it is that you need to make sure that you're able to really embody all of this content. We also have weekly accountability calls, which will be a space where you can check in you can get some accountability and you can work on something and you can dedicate some time every single week to working on something from an embodied energy. So we have all of this accountability. We have Q&A calls and we have the sacred success codes. The sacred success codes are six deep dive masterclasses that are going to completely change the standard for how much mastery is possible in a single class. You know me, I'm the girl of details. That's my vocation. My vocation is applying details in real life and applying detailed information and detailed understandings to real life situations. And so that's what these masterclasses are going to be. They are very focused and they are very intentionally spread out throughout the content to help you really bring what you're learning to life. So we are going to discuss six of the most powerful lessons that I have learned from applying my design to my business over the last couple of years. And these are going to be the art of detachment and how you can decondition in a single moment and how you can look at something that could potentially be triggering and choose a different energy, like really the art of shifting. And that happens through the art of detachment. I'm going to teach you how to create your own niche based on your talents, your skills, your genius. We will work on emotional and nervous system regulation, how you can stay grounded and centered regardless of the uncertainty that you are facing. We are going to go into authentic branding and content creation strategies based on your human design so that you can create sustainable content plans because if it's easy for you and if it's effortless for you, it's actually going to be sustainable and you'll actually be able to show up and you will be able to be consistent. We're going to talk about communication and messaging through code writing. I'm going to teach you how to write in code the codes from your heart, pulling them out of you instead of writing in copy because over strategizing your copy and your messaging can get really mental and it can, you can just spend so much time in your head. So I want to teach you how to speak from your heart and figure out what channels and what gates you can be leveraging in order to write in code instead of copy. And then we will be diving deep into your relationship to making and receiving money specifically through marketing and selling. So we're going to look at the relationship that you have with money, the relationship that you have with the universe and how this shows up in marketing and how you can create authentic marketing that feels sacred and feels beautiful and doesn't feel pushy or salesy at all. So if you're still listening, you are probably at least a little bit curious about this particular program. So I'm going to have you go to the link in the show notes and get on the wait list. If you join the wait list, you're going to get early information. You will get early enrollment access before we even open the doors. If you're somebody like me, who's an emotional authority or you're a mental projector and you have that sounding board authority, or if you're a reflector even, you want to make sure that you have this information early so that you can really honor your authority. And you can use this as an opportunity to deepen your 
your trust and trust your intuition to make this decision for you. So listen to the episode that's a couple episodes back on decision-making, join the wait list so you get the information early. And that will also give you the option to snag one of the early enrollment bonuses that we have for the first couple of people that sign up. And you also get to take all of that time to listen to your inner guidance and see if this program would support you in your next step as an entrepreneur. So that's all I have for you. Thank you so much for listening. And please reach out if you have any questions. Bye.